Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Lifting Lessons at Lunch. Hope you've had a wonderful day so far. I'm looking forward to looking at God's Word with you today as we continue our study on the church. We have looked at the seven letters that were written in the book of Revelation to seven churches, and Christ himself gave a lot of instruction to these churches. And we saw a lot of different things that were wrong with these churches. Some of these churches did some things right. And so we can take some examples from these churches, and I enjoyed going over that and studying it with you as we looked into God's Word. Now, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. We're still going to be looking at the church, but what about the church today? What, do, what does the Word of God have to say to us as the church today? We finished looking at these churches. Now we're going to look at ourselves, and we're going to see what the characteristics of the, or marks of a healthy church would be. Healthy churches should seek to win people, right? There, there should be some definite marks of a healthy church. Now, we see a lot of people in today's society, a lot of churches in today's society, and they have the wrong focus, right? Like they want to reach people, and that's a good thing, but they only want to reach people. They, In the name of reaching people, they have uh, carnivals just about at their church every day. They just have uh, every Sunday there's a performance. There's a an entertainment factor. They have to wow the audience in order to bring them in. And I've heard our pastor say many times, if you uh, have to put on a carnival to get people to church, you're going to have to continue to perform that to keep them in church. And so God has given us some definite guidelines here and things that we need in order to be a healthy church. I saw a church recently um, I, I shared this with our pastor a little bit, but um, I watched a performance from a church over in the Midwest where this pastor wanted to, instead of preaching an Easter message, he decided to put on a play for the audience. So if you watch this thing, it's it's pretty extravagant. It's it's over the top. It's basically, instead of focusing on the the resurrection of our savior of of what he did it's it's a production it's a play there's a lot of uh pyrotechnics involved there's a lot of music and and a lot of it is is rap music and r&b music things that are not separate from the world as we're called to be and because of that this church has to continue to go bigger and better in all of these different ways to try to keep their people if you create a carnival to get people in. You've got to keep the carnival going to keep people. And there's an issue with that. The pastor's comments about this were that he told his people that were coming up with this idea that we're putting on this play. He said, I want you to do, we're going to do everything short of sin. That's a problem in my book because we're supposed to be separate from the world. We're supposed to be different than the world. And if we're going right up into sin, right up to sin and stopping just short of it, we're riding the fence. And this pastor, I think, needs to start studying his Bible a little bit more and, and spend less time planning these plays. But in scripture, we see several things that are related to the church as a whole. My goal in the, in the next few weeks is for us to look at the church of Christ as us 
to examine ourselves and ensure that our focus is in the right place. Let's first of all define what the church is. Now, a lot of times we say, I'm going to church, right? We talk about the building that we go and to meet in. That's not what we're talking about as the church. The church, as described in the Bible, is the body of believers, those who have accepted Christ as their Savior, who have trusted in Jesus and Jesus alone by faith through, through his grace and have accepted him as their Savior. That is the biblical definition of the church. It's not about flesh and blood. It's not about trusting in ourselves. There's nothing we can do, and thank God there's, no, there's nothing we can do to earn it, but thank God there's nothing we can do to lose it either. We're thankful for that and for what God has done for us. But this body of the believers is not just contained in the members of Calvary Baptist Church. It's the entire body of Christ. And there could be somebody that belongs to the Catholic Church, but maybe they're not saved, so they are not part of the church as described in the Bible. They are not part of this church of Christ. What we'll be studying are the characteristics of a healthy church, a, a local body of believers. In this case, we're talking about our church, as Calvary Baptist Church, um, the ones who have joined together uh, by their faith in Christ and should serve the goal of, of reaching our community and serving our community. So let's take a look at the first characteristic this week. The first thing that should be evident in a healthy church is a biblical focus or a biblical mission. You could describe it as that way. We know that the Bible is the word of God and we believe that we have the preserved word of God that we can look to every day. This is one of the ways that God speaks to us is through his word. So I want to draw your attention to a passage of scripture here in Colossians chapter 1. We're going to take a look at a few verses here, and then we're going to jump around to some of the Gospels and look at what God has to say with some of the subpoints here in our in our thought of having a biblical focus. So if we look, if we start at verse 12 in, in chapter 1 of, of Colossians, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light. So we have the opportunity, because of what God has done for us, because of the plan that he set forth, we have the opportunity to share in the inheritance of the saints, to be his children, to be a part of the church because of our faith in Christ, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So we see here as a biblical church, as a church that has a biblical mission or a biblical focus, Christ should be the head of the church. Christ should be first. We see here that in all things he might have the preeminence. In the first part of the of the the ver verse eighteen here it says um, that he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, 
the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So God should be the head of the church. Now, God has given us a great pastor that is the, the under-shepherd. He is over this flock, this particular flock, this, this sect of the church. And we are thankful for our pastor, but our pastor is not the head of the church. God is the head of the church. God should be leading all of the decisions that are made in our church. And if we get away from this biblical focus, if we get away from scripture, it doesn't matter who uh, goes away from it. That's not a scriptural church. That's not a healthy church. So we have to be so careful. We saw some of the churches that allowed false teachers in. And thank the Lord, we don't have to deal with those things at this point. But we have to be so careful that we know God's word so well that we are careful when somebody tries to take the place of God. We see what happens when somebody tries to take, take the place of God in Satan himself. He tried to ascend up to the level of God and he tried to put himself in the place of God and he was thrown out of heaven. One day he's going to be cast into outer darkness, into the lake of fire. He'll be there forever. But we see that God should be the head of the church. Now a church with a biblical focus should put God first by loving God. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Mark twelve thirty. he added something to it. It says, uh, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, those things were already mentioned, with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Loving God is the first commandment, and God describes it in the Gospels as the greatest commandment. If we are going to have a biblical focus, we must love God with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. We have to have this as our focus. We have to have him as first place in our life. If the individual members of a church do not have God as their head, do not have God as the first place in their life, then the church as a whole is not going to have God as first place in its life. We have to be so careful not to let things take the place of God. Everything in my being should be crying out to God, should be loving God, should have God as my focus. Proverbs says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Do we want direction from the Lord? Absolutely. So in all our ways and everything, we're to be acknowledging Christ because he should be in front all the times. He should have the preeminence at all times. We have to make sure that we're loving God. If we have a biblical focus as a church, as the body of Christ, God will be first place. God will be our first love. The second thing is like unto it, as, as scripture says. The second commandment is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. If we have a biblical focus, we're going to love others. Love thy neighbor as thyself. We're to love others as Christ loved us. For this reason, a church with a biblical focus will reach outside of its walls to those who are in need of a Savior, to those who are hurting, to those who need help. We can't just hide behind our four walls and not let anybody else in. We are supposed to be going out into the community and serving our community by sharing the love of Christ. The good thing about having God in first place in our life, about loving God with everything that we have, is that if we are doing that, if we get the first step right, all of these other steps are going to be so easy. If we love God, we are going to love others. By this shall all men know 
that ye are my disciples if you have love one for another. We have to be his disciples, so we should have love one for another. But this is how everybody else tells. We should love God and we should love each other. We are to serve our communities, not hide behind our walls. So if we have a biblical focus, we're going to love God. He's going to be first place in our life. If we have a biblical focus, we're going to love others. We're going to reach outside of our walls. And number three, if we love God, if we love others, if we are truly going to have a biblical focus, we'll be making disciples. We know the Bible verses, the Great Commission, and Matthew chapter 28, where it says in verse 19, Go ye therefore, talking to us, the church, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. It doesn't just stop at telling them about Christ. We're supposed to be teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. God said he's with us. So much of what is wrong with the church today or that churches are only concerned with numbers. They're only concerned with entertainment value and all of these other things. And no one is concerned about growth. Pastors are only worried about book sales and and the numbers that are in their congregation on a Sunday morning. They're unconcerned and unworried about the salvation of souls and certainly not with the discipling of young believers. No wonder our churches as a whole today, our local bodies are so anemic. There's no depth in our teaching and our preaching because no one wants the burden of discipling someone else. Christ gave us this commission for a reason. It wasn't just for us to sit in our churches. We're supposed to be discipling people to come along beside us and and work with us and, and help us. But we have to do the job. God can do the work in the in the hearts. There's no way that I can do the work in their hearts. But I'm supposed to be helping them by knowing my word of God, the word of God, by having God first place in my life, by loving them so much that I'm willing to tell them. We're to share the gospel and make disciples just like Jesus did. As with everything, Jesus left us a model when he was here on earth. He gave us a model of making disciples and and helping them to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as a church member today, do we have a biblical focus? Are you loving God and are you loving others? Are you working to reach the lost because you love them as Christ did? Are you discipling others to ensure that they grow in Christ? Are you fulfilling the Great Commission? I hope that we'll examine ourselves over the next few weeks and see where we might be lacking. I pray that you would help or that you would ask God today to show you where you might be struggling in this area. Like I said, the church goes as individuals go. If I'm not fulfilling the Great Commission, if I'm not loving others, if I'm not loving God, then the church is not going to love God. I'm not trying to build myself up. I'm just saying, I hope you understand where I'm going with this. Individuals make up the church, right? So if we as individuals don't have the right focus, then the church as a whole is not going to have the right focus. We can have all the committees we want. We can have all of the meetings we want. We can do everything that we want to do. But until we have the right biblical focus, we're never going to be effective as the church of Christ. I hope this has been an encouragement to you today. 
hope it's been a challenge to you today. As I was studying through this, God has already been working in my heart. I hope he has yours. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing you next week as we continue the characteristics or the marks of a healthy church. God bless you.